when you start your your journey to the cloud especially in azure you start with other subscriptions but what is another subscription what different types of another subscriptions do we have what are the different states of our subscriptions what that is going to affect my billing in this case at the end with different other subscriptions and different types of our subscriptions what are the administrative roles that i can associate with our subscriptions in this case a part of security and at the end a lot of questions that i that i have or in this case that i answer is what are the best way to implement our subscriptions what is the model that I should implement? What is the architecture that I should that I should implement regarding my other subscriptions for my organization? So in this video, we will cover all of that topics. So the different types of subscriptions, what is a subscription, different states, the process of the billing, uh, the different different ways that you can architecture your other subscription model in this case, um, and some tips and tricks that you will fit very useful for your uh, knowledge in regarding the other subscription okay so let first let me introduce myself if this is the first time that we are meeting hello my name is marcos nogueira i'm an azure mvp and here at the azure centric is where i spread my passion about cloud technologies tips and tricks microsoft certification and some career advisor Remember to like this video and subscribe to the channel to help us to spread more content through the internet. If you are listening to this on the podcast, subscribe to the channel as well. If you have any question or you would like to see any other topic, just leave it a comment below to help us out and I will respond to all of those comments. So let's jump into the video now. So what is one uh, what is the azure subscription so azure subscription is nothing more than a, than a biggest container that holds your resources inside of azure it allows you to have the space to deploy and consume the resource that you have on azure so either are vms either they are storage accounts either the databases so it's where you can deploy all of that a subscription is nothing more than a type of a glue that allows all your resources and objects together and identifies them that belongs to you, in this case, to a tenant, okay? So allow some target billing, for example, if you are using multiple subscriptions, for example, let's say one for each department in a large enterprise. But I mentioned tenants and I mentioned subscriptions. What are the difference between Azure tenant and Azure subscription. An Azure tenant is nothing more than your directory. It's what identifies you. It's like you have the Active Directory on-prem, right? Azure tenant is your Azure Active Directory. So it's what identifies you. It's where you have your users that will access the subscription. A subscription is the object that represents, for example, the folder that you can have inside of a computer right so subscriptions are tied to tenants but so you can have only one tenant for many subscriptions but not the vice versa okay now that we identify what is a subscription let's go to the types 
Usually when I describe the type of subscriptions, I like to separate them in three different areas. Individual, CSP, and enterprise agreement. On an individual base, or in this case, sponsor, you can have subscriptions that they are attached to a single use. For example, the, the free one that you can go, if you go to the azure.com portal, you can cl click on the button try now and you have a subscription you can deploy a subscription that you have 200 dollars for the first month although there are a lot of free services that they can associate it what does that mean means that on that type of subscription you have amount of 200 dollars to spend during the first month so on the second month you don't have any more that amount of money that's a type of subscription. Although, if you want to spend more than $200 on the first month and to spend way more or even some dollars on the remaining months, then you have to attach your credit card and then becomes what's called a pay-as-you-go type of subscription. And that's the most common one for small and medium, uh, small and medium business, okay? the SMBs, right? But you have other ones that are what's called the sponsor ones. So sponsor ones is usually they give by Microsoft. If you subscribe, for example, the MSDN or the Visual Studio uh, that you buy, the Visual Studio Enterprise, for example, or if you are an organization, let's say a startup, uh, that you are going to the Park, that is a Microsoft program, and you are allowed to have subscriptions, those are the sponsor ones. So what does that mean? Means that, for example, Microsoft gives you a monthly amount to spend. So, for example, I have one of those subscriptions that I can spend $150 per month. If I don't spend it, it doesn't accumulate to the other months. I have on that month $150 to spend, for example. So every single month until I, they renew, usually it's yearly, that they will renew, I have $150 to spend. But Marcos, can I spend more than $150? Of course that you can. I have that cap of $150 that doesn't charge my credit card. If I want to have more than that, I just need to associate a credit card to that, okay? And then I can spend more than $150. But what happens if I don't associate a credit card on that specific uh, sub type of subscription, for example, the sponsor one, and I reach $150. So then I will talk about that in regarding the states, but they will stop all of those objects that you have inside, for example, VM database, they will stop working. You will not lose any data until the cycle renews. Usually that cycle renews on the first day of the month. Okay. So now that we cover the individual type of subscriptions, the other type is the CSP. But what means CSP? CSP is the cloud service provider or partner. It's the new way that you that small business service services or small or small and medium medium business they can have it because you don't have credit card. You have associated with the partner that does is responsible for your billing and you to pay that partner of course. But usually they come with the support. Um, of that partner. You usually is the first line of support. So 
if you have any problem, uh, you contact your CSP, they will help you in this case. They are the ones that they, they create the subscriptions for you. You are not anymore um, available to create your own subscriptions. You just ask them and they will create subscriptions for you. And then the last but not the least is the enterprise agreements. Enterprise agreement, it's more for large organizations that they, they need to do an enterprise agreement that is an, an agreement with Microsoft directly. And usually that associates with different things. For example, the Azure consumption that is associated with this topic that we're talking right now and the licensing that you have for the entire organization, either clients, servers, SQL, for example, and other products that you have. So that is your enterprise agreement. Usually, from my experience, is about three years. You renew three years. You say that you you increase or decrease the number of seats that you have. The seats is the clients that you that you have. The number of users that you have. If you have Office 365 as well. If you are only doing Azure. If you have servers. If you have SQL. If you have SharePoint, Exchange, and so on and so forth. And that associated with that, there is an amount of um, of uh, Azure uh, consumption that is associated with that enterprise agreement. Now that we cover all of that types of subscriptions comes the state. So when you create a the first subscription, basically becomes inactive. And that's the state that you are always want to run. So what does that mean? The active state means that the subscription is active. It's fully on board. You can create, you can delete, you can access, all of your resources, all right? But then, if you delete a subscription, then becomes on a, on a state deleted. So if you go on the portal, for example, you see all of that subscriptions and even the deleted ones. Although when you delete a subscription, that's it. You cannot revert back. Deleted is deleted. Once deleted, you cannot revert back anymore. So you need to be very careful regarding deletion. If you want to to suspend, for example, or if you want stop, in this case, that billing, you can disable, in this case, the subscription. By disable subscription, everything inside the subscription stops. So if you have VMs, databases, and other services, they will be stopped. You will not able to access even files inside of the subscription, but you are stopping the billing. So you disable. By disable, you might ask, but if I disable, can I revert back? Yes, you can reactive, okay, a disable uh, state subscription into the active one. And that is the part of the what's called the reactivation, okay? But I mentioned here, for example, that you have free service, right? You have those sponsored ones. So imagine that you get a subscription that you have 12 months. So you have those $150, for example, that you have every single month that you are able to spend. But usually those are the sponsor ones. And usually the sponsor, it's about a time. In this case, one year that I was mentioned, this example. Okay. So what's happened after the one, one year? If you don't get renew on that sponsor, you, we, you still have what's called the grace period that is expired. So you can move the resources to another subscription or in this case to do whatever you want to do it. But after that grace period, they became expired. 
if you want to just reactivate then you have to probably change that subscription to a different type so for example pay as you go in this case so then you can revert that state that is expired okay and then you can be reactivated okay but remember disable you cannot not disable delete it you cannot reactivate okay although in a lot of subscriptions that that i see in a in a starting organization that they use pay as you go you need to associate your credit card so there is a process of a billing that is directly attached to you all of these states in this case the past due it's not related in this case to the csp the csp relies on you paying the bills and relies the billing process between you and the csp they can be in this case on the past due okay as well what past due means means that there is an authentic payment okay that hence the past due that may result on your resource staying there but they are disabled so vms may be deallocated so they are not running anymore all of your service that they are running for example databases they are stopped but you don't have access to those to those um uh, files even if you have for example public ips depending on the public ip they might be deallocated as well so they became kind of suspended what you need to do to become reactive usually you need to sort it out the billing process either with microsoft or with your csp usually you have a 90 days what's called the grace period that the subscription can can stay on the past due after that they that will be removed okay at the end of all of this you can starting with one type of subscription right like for example pay as you go and then changing to a different time or to a different type in this case although even if you start for example with one subscription if you want to move to a csp that is a different model you can transfer the ownership for example of that of that subscription what does that mean means that a subscription that is associated to a billing process now you transfer the ownership and now becomes on the different billing so if you have a, for example a pay-as-you-go subscription that is associated with your credit card or your credit card of your organization and now you're moving to a csp you don't need to move all of those resources you didn't lose anything you can transfer that subscription on the ownership of the subscription to a csp and now they became in the billing process a normal billing process of the csp so you can do the transfer of ownership but associated with with a lot of subscriptions comes with what call administrative roles so what are administrative roles administrative roles is nothing more than the permissions that are associated by default on a certain groups so you can do different types uh, of actions inside of your subscription the biggest one and the most common one is the global admin so the first user that when you starting that subscription becomes a global admin but then you have different types of roles you have you have what's called the default roles and then you have other roles that are specific to those specific resources last time i checked it you have about 144 roles 
Don't worry, I will not talk about all of those roles on this video because then it's going to be like a three or four hours video. And that's not the intent of this video. This is just to explain a little bit more in depth what is Azure subscriptions and everything around it. But what I like to, to just point it out, it is global admin. And then the global admin, you have the service admin that you are responsible for all the services inside of that subscription. And then you have what's called the owner. The most common three is the owner, contributor and reader. The owner allows you to be the owner of all of your resources. So means that you can create, you can delete, you can move, you can rename it uh, if, they, if that allows. Um, you can do whatever you want because you are the owner of that, of that resource, right? A contributor, usually, it's very similar to the owner, although you can create, but you cannot delete. So it's a good practice to have very few owners inside of your subscription. And if the, anyone that needs to create that type of resource, then you can assign the contributor. A reader, it's good, for example, if you need to just give a read permissions for troubleshooting or for uh, any other type of, of, of access, they, they can see the object. They can usually start a VM, stop a VM, something like that. Um, but they cannot delete and they cannot change, in this case, that type of object, depending on the, on the object that we're talking about. Okay, But those are mainly the four uh, initiative roles that you have inside of subscription. Okay, Let's talk about the billing. I mentioned here that when I was defining the subscription, that you can have different billing in, even inside of the subscriptions. Yes, you can. A lot of ways that you can create subscriptions, they are de depends on the way that you are implementing. Okay, So the best scenario to implement the subscription is to have the reduced number. I see a lot of organizations, because you can create multiple subscriptions inside of the same tenant, that I see organizations where you have like 20 subscriptions, 16 subscriptions, and so on and so forth. Sometimes you have to remember, each subscription, you have administrative roles. What does that mean? means that even if you have a user, okay, that is exactly the same, that is attached to your tenant, you have to give permission X amount of times by your subscriptions. So if you have, for example, 16 subscriptions, you have to give that user that you want, a new user, seek, you have to go to 16 times, each one to one subscription, and give an owner, for example. So that is two overhead or administrative role. So usually what I advise and, and the best practice is to reduce that number of subscriptions. So why you create subscriptions in this, uh, that's the question. You can create regarding your building. So for example, if you are a large organization and your organization, they have R&D, so research and development department and they are constantly need access to the subscription. So in this case, you give them owner. There is no point for you and too much additive work for you to give a little bit less in, uh, uh, permissions, for example, contributor, right? Because they are constantly creating resources, deleting resources, creating resources, deleting resources, and so on and so forth. So in this case, because they require 
a different subscription that it's not attached to your environment it's totally isolated it's like a silo sometimes giving a subscriptions and assign that subscription to a billing and address that billing to that department is something that you need to do it and is it's a good way to implement it another way is it's when you you need to address those subscriptions and you need to connect to your on-premise that's a little bit more complicated because now you are connecting your on-premise to your azure subscription and now you need to have services and usually on on-premise on other center we have different environments usually we have three like the tests the dev and the production so how i can create my organization around the subscription the number of subscriptions regarding these type of environments so if you want to have what's called the hybrid mode that you want to connect your own premise to your azure subscription then i what i recommend is to you to start with four why four so first of all you create one subscription that's what i call the tier zero model so that is the model that that i'm explaining right now so the tier zero model uh, it allows you to have one subscription that we have all of your shared services what does that mean means that on that subscription i will have my active directory i'm not talking about azure active directory i'm talking about expanding my active directory on prem to the cloud okay so meaning that i'm connecting my azure subscription my my azure to my own premise and by doing that i have domain controllers on that subscription that allows me to just have servers running in my in my um in my azure world right so with that i create on that service your firewalls because you need to control what is inside what's going from on-premise to the to the azure and vice versa so all of those services should reside what's called on these shared services these shared services allows you to control the number of administrators and the number of people that you want to just have that that is what i call the core services inside of azure so that's why i have a different subscription for that the reason to create it's nothing more than security and to allow and to not allow anyone besides the it admins to have access to that subscription and then i can create my dev subscription my test subscription and my production subscription with different resource groups inside and then i can assign different permissions for different types of workloads those the, the production the tests and the dev they can connect directly and they will be connected directly to that shared subscription so there is no connection directly from on-premise to dev or on-premise to, to to test or on-premise to production they need to go directly or they need to go through that shared service or tier zero and with that i can control way better what i want to have only exclusive on production so by doing this by creating a subscription that is for production and the other one for tests for example i can say that yes the tier zero can access the dev and the tier zero can access the tests and the tier zero can access the production 
but the production will not access, in this case, the test or the death. So I can segregate those. The reason why is because I'm creating containers. It's nothing to do with vnets. I will explain that on a different on a different video when I'm talking about specific about vnets with examples. Let me know if you like this video. Let me know if you have any other questions regarding subscriptions. I hope that you like it. If you like it, give a thumbs up and I hope that I can see you on a different video. Thanks very much. Again, my name is Marcos Nogueira and welcome to Azure Centric.